So using the accountability chart, which is looks like an org chart, but functions so much differently because you're structuring around the most important functions of an organization first, so structure first, and then defining what does the seat look like? How am I going to hold you accountable? And then you put a name in the seat. So you've got somebody who has the skills, knowledge, and ability to do an incredible job with excellence and success. This week on the podcast, we have Tanya Bengston. She is an EOS implementer, but she was also a um, TV person for so long. She worked at a network and was a big part of that. Um, Since then, she has become an EOS implementer and talks a bit about that from um, the organization chart to the VTO to um, why it's important to consistently have meetings with your team. We'll jump right in. Welcome to the podcast, Tanya. I am really excited you're here today. Can you just give us a brief understanding and background of how you got involved in your work and then what you do now? Sure. My background is as a professional EOS implementer and how I got here was growing up in an entrepreneurial family and I experienced firsthand the highs and the lows of business cycles. So out of college, I worked in television and after a quick stint in front of the camera, I was drawn to the creativity behind the camera and it led me to start my first business which was a media production company and like any small business I was really good at a craft or producing a product or a service but not necessarily had a lot of uh, experience running a business and I grew the company to the point of needing to hire a team to help me get it all done. And I was terrified of having a team be reliant on me for their livelihood. It does give me a ton of empathy for business leaders though. So that's good. And knowing about EOS back then would have likely produced different results. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I shut the company down and went to work for a regional insurance and risk management services firm. And I spent 15 minutes there or 15 minutes there. That's really funny. (laughs) That's not very much experience, is it? it. (laughs) So I spent 15 years there and was instrumental in helping it grow from 10 to over 30 million in revenue, leading marketing, innovation, and technology teams. It gave me a ton of intelligence and insights into the business side of everything, being an owner and becoming a member of the leadership team and also the board of directors. It was there that I actually discovered EOS. Mm. And EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. As a member of the leadership team, I helped build the company's vision, helped cascade it throughout every level of the organization to help get more traction which really is discipline, accountability, and execution. And I became an internal implementer of our EOS systems. And I had so much passion for the impact that it had on our company and our people. It led me to found GrowthSpark. And for the last year and a half, I've been working full time to help as many business leaders and their teams get more of what they want out of their business. Yeah. 
Absolutely. That's awesome. I'm really glad that you went through all of that because that's an interesting take on it, especially that internal implementer. What were some of those things? Did you go through the training to become an implementer? Was it just thrown at you or what did that transition look like? The transition, we had used an implementer out of Chicago, Todd Smart, and he is a master. He's Yoda when it comes to this (laughs) stuff. And he has a philosophy though, that graduating EOS companies so he can bring on more is how he runs his EOS practice. And Mm. as we graduated after about two or two and a half years working with him, somebody needed to lead our sessions. And so he did a great job at providing me with insights and tools, techniques, that kind of thing, coached me before each of our sessions. And between getting that coaching, running our sessions, and mostly watching the impact in our company, It was all of those things that led me to say, I know that there are more companies out there that can use this, that need this, that want it, that might not even know it exists. Yeah, that's, it's a huge passion. I use the words uh, a lot, living in my zone of genius, which Mm -hmm. actually comes from Dan Sullivan's unique ability concept. But this is me living in my zone of genius when I can help other companies get more of what they want, which is often around people, process, or profit. Not always, but when they start to harness all that human capital energy and move it forward in alignment and creating an environment of accountability, it is game-changing. And that's really where I live, like my best professional life, is hearing those stories and watching the impact. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I'm glad that you went through those three things too, the people, the process, and then the profit too. What are some of those things that you do to help that people side within the organizations that you work for? Obviously, I'm sure it's a ton um, because people are the number one (laughs) asset of businesses, but what are some of those things and tools and um, processes that you bring them through? One of the biggest is making sure that a company is really clear on what it means to be the right person in the company, which means that they fit the core values and the culture and being in the right seat. So using the accountability chart, which is looks like an org chart, but functions so much differently because you're structuring around the most important functions of an organization first. So structure first, and then defining what does the seat look like? How am I going to hold you accountable? And then you put a name in the seat. So you've got somebody who has the skills, knowledge, and ability to do an incredible job with excellence and success. So right people, right seat, that's huge. And there's more to it than that though. That's a bit of a foundation of EOS because when you break down any organization, it breaks down into six key components. And obviously the people component is huge, right? Because people are your biggest asset, usually your biggest pain in the ass too. So you need to get (laughs) rid of some of the pain around that. So it also helps create 
team health. What we're striving for is open, honest, cohesive teams, people that can raise their hand and say, I have a problem, we need to solve it. And also the health piece, I'm a huge Patrick Lencioni fan, and the reason I bring that up is in his uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team, trust is the foundation of everything, and it leads to greater results. So if you can build mm -hmm. more team health, you can build more trust, and that's it starts at the highest levels of the company, and it cascades down. And I think the third thing then beyond the people component, the right people, right seats, and the team trust and health. The third thing is creating better leaders and managers within the organization. That old adage of people don't leave companies, they leave managers. So mm -hmm. how can we create a better relationship or environment? And so helping companies do that as well. And I think that when you look at it through those three lenses, there's a whole lot of impact that it will have on a company. Yeah, absolutely. So EOS starts at the very top. How do those teams immediately feel that impact of creating that better team health within an organization? Because they're starting at the top and they're obviously going down. What, what are some of those initial things that people are feeling when they are in that middle manager or even employee seat? They start to feel better communication. It's like d most disagreements or ineffective communication is due to lack of clarity and lack of ability to communicate effectively with EOS and as it cascades throughout the company is the ability for people to be able to solve issues and communicate the most effectively. And you hear a lot in companies about, I don't feel heard I don't feel like I know what's going on. Nobody tells me anything. Communication is lacking. I'm not sure that I trust. And when you have a better cadence and a better flow of information, you can resolve a lot of that simply by having better meetings and a better flow of the information and communication. Yeah, absolutely. When, so what is the timeline between starting with that leadership team and then it eventually cascading down and down to that more manager, middle manager level and employee level to the point where they're also implementing EOS within their team? That's a really good question. Every company is a little different. Some move quickly, some move more slowly, and there's no real right or wrong answer. In the proven EOS process, the first three sessions, the first three months, one session a month for three months, is spent with the leadership team getting them good at executing, creating an environment of accountability, and building out the vision. So after those first three months, they are ready to communicate the vision and ready to start the process of cascading. It takes the average company about two years to get really masterful at the execution and depending on the size of the company, cascading it to every level. So 
average two years, but some companies have done it a lot faster and some companies take a lot longer and there's no real right or wrong answer. It's whatever's right for the company. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of those traits of those faster companies, but then also some traits of those slower companies? The traits that I've seen most are smaller organizations with fewer employees don't have as many levels. I typically coach that taking it one level at a time is a more methodical approach. But just like the leadership team has about three months of working with me to get good at the meetings and how everything works, it's going to take that next level months to do the same thing. And it's going to take them a little while to get good, feel confident in order to then not just be part of a meeting, but then start running their own meeting and, and holding people accountable and having the right scorecards in place and, and being really good at solving issues, creating racks. So there's a, a lot of moving parts to it. So faster companies can be smaller ones because they're not as complex, not as many layers, if you will. But then there's also companies that are just inherently more nimble. They're hungrier and people are like that as well. Some people are faster to get started and keep moving. And some people are, are a little slower, more analytical. They need all the answers and all the details and they have a little bit more perf- perfection-minded versus progress-minded. Maybe that's a little insightful. I think that usually that's, those are some of, of the biggest keys, either size or simply naturally how a company operates with your, their ability to change and move. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's interesting too. Everyone's a little bit different, but sometimes it does take much longer to roll out just because of the culture and the, the organization, how they've grown in the past and how willing they're going to be to work at it and really strive for success. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really interesting. So what are some of those things that you do to help with the process as well? So you first off said people, what's the process look like then? Do you mean the EOS implementation process or the like the cascade process? Uh, The cascade process. Let's go that route. Okay. Cascading EOS throughout a company really looks what does done look like well done looks like you've got your vision completely built out so you know where you're going and how you're going to get there you've got in in an ideal scenario 100% of your people are right people seat you've got everyone in your company that is accountable for between one and three measurables. So they know what is a great week look like. They're driving that metric to success in an activity-based leading indicator. Are we on track? So everybody has, we call it, has a number. Everybody's responsible for raising their hand when they need information, they need to give information, or there's an issue to solve, whatever's slowing them down, ticking them off, getting in their way. The, they're following the processes of the company. So the processes are 
think franchise model, getting the most important things done the best and right way. If I touch one of those processes, I'm managed, trained, held accountable for doing it the best and right way every time. And I'm in the right meeting pulse. So if creating the right meeting pulse in an organization will help be the ultimate time saver, give people time back in their week because they're great at solving issues, great at communicating, and then great at execution because they're able to go out with clarity and execute on their roles. And then I'm accountable for between one and three rocks every quarter, which are those Mm -hmm. special projects, the bridges to the future, helping to drive execution toward whatever that big vision is for the entire organization. So driving that in alignment with, with what the company has set. So that's what does EOS look like? That's what it looks like for every person in the organization. Yeah, absolutely. And then those profits are tied to essentially those rocks of how do we actually get real results and real metrics out of it too, correct? Yeah, profitability is that exactly what you said. And also keeping your eye on the ball and your finger on the pulse of the company. So are we on track for hitting our revenue? What do our receivables look like? Do enough people in the organization understand what drives not only cash flow, but profitability? And processes are certainly a big factor in that because if you have the right processes that are defined, for the most important things that you do, it can create everything from scalability to profitability, efficiency, and those are huge drivers. And but it's really hard for an organization that's been highly successful to hit kind of that ceiling of things have gotten complex. It's hard to get everyone to see where it is that the most important things are to execute on. And when you don't understand why it's often very difficult to follow the how EOS helps you to do that. Then ultimately, if you say profit is what we're going to focus on and this is how, this is why, because profit Mm -hmm. is not a bad word. It's a great word without it. People will cease or companies will cease to exist, but this is how we're going to do it. And when people understand that it's so much easier to, to get on that bus. Yeah. And then also connect your why after the fact of I'm doing this because and actually make it reasonable, but achievable for sure. Absolutely. Getting back to the Patrick Lencioni, I think I mentioned I'm a big fan. I really am (laughs) because the statistics that he brings to the table are around culture will eat strategy for lunch. Because when you look at all the variables around results and in which typically encompass profitability and culture, and ultimately that's the why a company is going to exist. If you've got great culture, you will keep your people around a lot longer because they get that why and they're part of something that's bigger than themselves and they feel very integrally connected with the company and with the vision 
and they're more likely to stay even if a competitor is going to pay them 30% more to try to get you to come away when you feel that very deep connection to a company and the mission and the why you're not as likely to leave. And again, that comes back to that profitability because it's really expensive to have turnover. Mm -hmm. Extremely expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the top expenses on the people side of things, if not the top one. Yeah, absolutely. That I think culture is really ex like extremely valuable and companies really need to embrace that and figure out what their culture is. Not necessarily on a hundred page sit on my desk for the rest of the year way, but on a simple, easy to understand process driven way that we can now express culture 100% through our entire organization. For sure. Yeah. yeah, I always, I, I love to use the analogy of companies who spend a lot of time creating really amazing strategic plans and whether they're complex and long or simplified, like in the EOS world, two page strategic plan, what often happens is they stick it on their desk or in a drawer and at the end of the year, they pull it out and they go, dust it off. Yeah. You didn't get that. Didn't meet this. Didn't, I wanted to do that, but we just didn't have time. And so they'll let us change the year. Next year, we're yeah. going to get it all done. And that's like, that's living on hopium, right? And yeah. there's nothing behind it that's helping to drive the execution. And when you've got great execution and alignment, you're going to get far better results. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the tools that you would recommend people to boost their culture, whether it's EOS or not EOS? What are some of those? First, I think that you've got to have clarity on your culture. What is it? What do you want out of your culture and the behavior of your people? And is it, is it a good culture? And that's pretty subjective, right? Everybody's definition of good is going to be different, but making sure that you've got the right people that fit that culture because people who don't yeah. fit the culture, oh, it's really painful for any team <laughs> to be around somebody that doesn't fit the culture. But beyond that clarity piece, it's a ton around intentionality. And what I mean by that is if you're going to do anything from making a decision about how you're gonna treat your people, how you're gonna treat your clients, or how you're gonna make huge decisions like going through a global pandemic, for instance. <laughs> You've gotta yeah. make your decisions intentionally around who are we, what is our culture, and staying aligned with it. The alignment yeah. and the intentionality around it is huge because otherwise uh, you lose a lot of credibility and create damage around your own internal brand by not following it and keeping it very close around some of the biggest decisions and even some of the smaller ones too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really valuable what you just said, especially that intention piece and making choices, but then also being transparent with choices too, and having people understand where you are at and what you stand for and how you're going to go about standing for that issue, whether it's a global pandemic or a small issue within the organization. Absolutely. Awesome. Tanya, where can people find you if they're interested in talking to you more and potentially using you as an EOS implementer? 
I can be found on LinkedIn and my website is achievebigresults.com. And if you see the spelling of my name and realize it is not the easiest name you've ever spelled, but if you Google me, <laughs> there's a, there's a, I think I Google pretty well. I actually did it the other day and it's, so I, I should be fairly easy to find. Perfect. Awesome. We will make sure that those are in the show notes so that people can find you and spell your name correctly. <laughs> do you have any Thank final, you. oh, do you have any final remarks or comments as a parting word to our listeners? Any parting words? I think one of the biggest challenges I would have for listeners would be around change. So it's okay to change. And if you're stuck in a place of pain or frustration, don't sit there too long. Because if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. So figure out a way to get something different. And if you find that different is equally painful, then fail fast forward and find something new that's going to work for you. But don't be afraid of change. It actually can get you so much more than what, than what frustration and complexity it often stifles and, and drags you down. So get more. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tanya, for uh, joining us on the podcast today. This is fun to learn about culture and the processes and with people and how profit can change your organization. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great. Yeah. I love your podcast. Absolutely. Awesome. This podcast is proudly produced by Waypoint. What is Waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.